What's up, everybody? I am Chris Stefano, aka Christory Stefano, and this is Christories. Do I ever think about the Roman Empire? You bet your ass I do. Shout out the hottest haircut in ancient Rome since Andrew Schultz, your favorite dictator and salad, Mr. Julius Caesar. That's who I think about. That's when I'm watching Pornhub, I put Julius Caesar in the search engine. So who's Julius Caesar? If you don't know who Julius Caesar is, he is one of the greatest leaders in the Roman Empire. I don't care what your history teachers have taught you about whitewashing history or whatever bullshit facts they want to lay down. Julius Caesar was literally the man. He literally has a haircut and a salad. It, Mike Cannon is, has a Julius Caesar haircut right now <laughs> because of how much he loves Julius Caesar. Well, do you know about the Roman Empire, Mike? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. All right. I, well, I'm interested to learn, though. That's what I feel like my role will be in this, yeah. is, is learning sidekick. Let me tell you about the Roman Empire, you stupid little man. <laughs> <laughs> the Roman Empire. Hey, I want to let you know these notes were not written by a woman. Because <laughs> they weren't allowed to do anything in the Roman Empire the way it should be. <laughs> The Roman Empire was a great and powerful ancient civilization that originated from the city of Rome, Roma, in Italy. It's one of the most significant and influential empires in world history, with the history spanning over a thousand years. Okay, a thousand years. The Roman Empire was around for a while. So that's when people, you know, talk about the United States. Yes, we are the modern day ancient Rome. Again, I don't give a shit what people say, what Twitter trend you follow the United States we are number one by an absolute landslide okay we will kill anyone that gets in our fucking not me but the soldiers and the drones that we have will kill everybody just like the Roman <laughs> Empire did and I'm sitting here safely within the confines of the Roman Empire the Roman Empire was number one just like we are number one and we, they last the Roman Empire lasted a thousand years the United States so far is only 250 years old so we could we got a long way to go to catch up to Rome, so we're not there yet. Um, <laughs> Isn't it amazing, though, that our fall is coming like at triple speed that theirs yeah. did? We've spread ourselves too thin as the Roman Empire did. I'm yeah. getting ahead of myself. No, I'm sorry. seriously. No, yeah. Hey, don't give it away. <laughs> the Roman Empire, they're crushing it. They cannot be stopped. Or can they? <laughs> Stay tuned. But they had a lasting impact on Western civilization. They influenced governor, governance, law, architecture, language, culture. So I mean, literally governance, they would, there would be no Ruth Bader Ginsburg without the, without the Roman Empire. Law, there would be no Johnny Cochran. Architecture, there'd be no, um, who's an architect? James Dolan. James Dolan, we love James Dolan, <laughs> created the sphere, that MSG sphere is amazing. There'd be no language, shout out Babel. And there'd be no culture, Kanye West. <laughs> it's, Dude, could you imagine he joined the fight with Israel? I mean, he just trademarked the phrase use, which Y-E-W-S, which I think is a combination of Yeezy and Jews. We love him. Now, Roman Empire's legacy is still to this day is studied and it's admired. I mean, you have people that love the Roman Empire. I mean, I think half of the foot fetishes in the world came from Roman sandals. Remember when that came back a couple years ago when yeah. women were wearing the tied up sandals oh, all the way up their calf? I love it. I want to choke myself with them. <laughs> but so, then they took them off and it looked like they had varicose veins. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I know it looked like it's just sausages. So your uh, 
just know that your man, your boyfriend or husband right now, he's thinking about the Roman Empire and you should too, sweetie. All right, listen, before we get into Julius Caesar and how great his haircut and salads and just triumph was, we got to talk about the complex political structure that was the Roman Empire. So Roman society was divided mainly into two classes. You had patricians, which were the aristocrats, the high ups and plebeians, the common citizens like us. And over time, social mobility was possible. So a plebeian, uh, just a young plebe of a boy could go rise up into the higher offices. So like you could have a, just an absolute nobody become a somebody, just like here in America. <laughs> That's right. They do a TikTok in a horse stable and all of a sudden they're an aristocrat. There you go. So we got the Senate. So the Senate, which we still have today, Chuck Schumer. The Senate was the most powerful political institution in the Roman Republic. It consisted of around 300 senators who were typically from the patricians, the top society. Senators served for life and they were responsible but they would advise the magistrates, which is like, you know, the lawyers and the judges. They would shape policy. They would oversee various aspects of the government. And then their decisions carried significant weight. So just like the Senate today, very similar to back then. Then the magistrates, what were magistrates? Elected officials who held various administrative and executive powers, okay? They had responsibilities for justice within the army. They managed public finances, public buildings, and markets, and they oversaw moral conduct among citizens. So they were everything. They were the literal judge, jury, and executioners were the magistrates. They had all the power, bitch. Then you had the assemblies, various assemblies. They allowed citizens to participate in the political process through voting. So voting's been around a long time, okay? So these people, if you, you, know, you were getting mainlined and redlined back 2,000 years ago. So then you had the plebeian council, which was the council, you know, the, the, the lower council. And this council represented the interests of the plebeians, the working man. And they had the power to pass laws, plebiscites, uh, which sounds like bedbugs, which <laughs> bound all citizens uh, regardless of their social class. So you had the, you know, you had pretty much kind of like you had the 1% with the, 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 uh, the aristocrats, the patricians. And then you had the lower folk. The plebeians, that was Roman society. And in times of crisis, the Senate could appoint a dictator with absolute authority for a limited period to address urgent issues. The dictator's power was temporary, but it was intended to be a response to emergencies. So you could absolutely, if shit hit the fan, you could get Donnie T back in there. <laughs> Do you know how I learned that? How? Harvey Dent gives a speech about that in The Dark Knight. And he talks about how the Romans put Caesar in there. And then she was like, yeah, but he never gave up power. And he was like, that's, oh, that's supposed right. to be Batman. He's stepping up and he's going to get overall power. He's going to protect the city, set it right, and then give it back to the people. Give it back to the people. Bane, take back the city. It's yours. <laughs> Thank you. The craziest Bane impression I've <laughs> ever heard. <laughs> All right. Julius Caesar, whose first name was Gaius. G-A-I-U-S. Gaius Julius Caesar. I don't care what the pronunciation of his name is. Gaius Julius Caesar. And he was born on July 13th, 100 BCE. July 13th, 100 BCE, Mr. Gaius Julius Caesar was born. But we, as the Catholics, we think of BC as before baby Jesus Christ. And for me personally, in Chris Stefano's world, my BC is before come. So when I was a pre-pubescent teen and I would jerk off when I was 11 and just be shooting blanks, I would say I'm 11 BC. So, and I know it's hard because you're going like reverse math, but 100 BCE is 100 years before Christ. So it's just a long time ago. Yeah, before zero. Yeah. It took 100 years to get to zero. That's what, exactly. There you go. Now, his parents, uh, his, parent, his dad's name was also Gaius Julius Caesar, and his uh, 
Mother's name was Aurelia Cota. No relation to Panacota. The more you're saying it, the more it sounds like is he was also gay-ass Julius Caesar. <laughs> gay-ass Ju- <laughs> gay Julius Caesar. That's it. actually his name for the show. He came from a noble family like Venetia. He was the nephew of the renowned Roman general, gay-ass Marius. <laughs> gay-ass Marius. Caesar claimed descent from the goddess Venus through Anus and Ilias. FYI, at age 17, Caesar married Cornelia. Well, I didn't grow up far from Cornelia Street in Ridgewood. Mm. The daughter of an ally of Uncle Gaius Marius. They had one kid, a girl named Julia. Nobody's following this. Despite <laughs> his noble... Li- Just know that they had kids. They were all fucking... Yeah. How old was she is the real question. She was, if oh, he yeah. was 17, she was six. Exactly. <laughs> Despite his noble lineage the family was not wealthy or politically influential so a lot of people think caesar a lot of people think these famous people in history was easy for them because they were just born into you know the family and the money but not julius caesar he he came you know he was he was part of the aristocrats but he was not wealthy or politically influential okay so this man had to work he was working like lizzo now, his father died suddenly in 85 BC. Some say it's from the booster. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> and he made, that made gay-ass Julius Caesar the head of his own family at age 16. So 16, this poor little boy had to take a three-year-old wife and become the head of the family. After his father suddenly died choking on a starburst, he, his uncle, Uncle Gaius Marius, he appointed him to be a priest. You ready for that? How about that? Julius Caesar was a priest. There you go. Uh, And this was during a civil war that was happening in Rome. Okay, in the conflict, it was a power struggle between the Roman general Lucius Cornelius Sulla and the Roman general Gaius Marius. And Sulla won, and then Caesar was stripped of his title as a priest. Aw, no more little boys. No, it's the Roman Empire. You can have as many little boys as you want. There was not a rule against that back then. Have a little boy. Julius Caesar leaves Rome because he's like, I'm going to get killed by my uncle Gaius Marius, his rival. They're obviously going to kill me. So he left. He, nobody knows where he went. It's the forgotten years of Caesar, like the forgotten years of Jesus. I have no... Julius Caesar could have been a full transvestite. He I have was no, on Rumspringer, dude. Yes, he was he, fisting everything. He left, dude. So he returned to Rome at age 22. Ventaidos. Uh, and he didn't have an inheritance. He had nothing. So Caesar lived in Sabura, which is a lower class neighborhood. Okay. So Sabura, where the word suburb comes from, that's the thing. It, we don't know if it's a fact here in Christie's, but we stand by it. <laughs> I could have just made that up, but it sounds right. Um, so this basically put him in a new class. He went from the aristocrats, the top one, the uh, you know the the what was it called, the Patricia, and then he now he's down to a plebeian again because he, he was in this bullshit neighborhood. So. Um, he got humbled a bit and he got a reputation for exposing corrupt governors who took advantage. So if there was a corrupt governor, he would be the one to expose you. Now we call those people rats today, <laughs> but this was a, this was a good thing. He's like WikiLeaks from back then. Yes. He is like a little mini WikiLeaks. And um, he had a, he had a gift. He had a gift, uh, the gift of gap, as they say. So he could dazzle people with his speeches. He was like Hitler. Um, and he received serious clout when he traveled to Rhodes, which is an island in Greece, and he was caught by pirates. Caesar remained in a dominant position and told the pirates they should double the ransom. Double it. Pirates were paid and he was released, but Caesar didn't let it go. How sick is that? He said, double it, dude. I'm worth more than you're asking for, bitch. Double it, you stupid pirate peg leg. Go back to Somalia. 
<laughs> he sent a fleet so he never forgot this though he was pissed he sent a fleet to find these pirates and brought them back to rome and crucified them son he crucified these pirates holy shit Dude, that was just common practice back then it wasn't just jc people were getting just nailed up on a cross for shoplifting do you think if they brought back crucifixion mm. crime would go down i don't think people are all that concerned with the punishment doesn't matter anymore. No, I think the uh, the mental illness has outweighed any any anything you could do to make. Yeah. So then we have a political rise. Caesar's career, his political career, uh, began in 69 BC. <laughs> As a, he was a military tribune, and he later became a quaestor in a Roman province. What's a quaestor? I don't know. It's a military tribune in ancient Rome. Um, he was. Oh, sorry. So what a quaestor was is. Basically, you were he was your junior officer and you were responsible for leading troops, assisting senior commanders and gaining valuable experience for future leadership roles. Um, and that's what he was. So he was like an intern. That's what it was. And then 69 BC, his wife, Cornelia, passed away. Um, and then in 67 BC, remember, it's BC, so time's going backwards. He married Pompeia, a relative of Pompey the Great, forming an important political alliance. So we had Caesar and Pompeia, cute little couple. They were like the, um, they were a power couple. They're Jay-Z and Beyonce of the time. In 65 BC, Caesar becomes an Adele, A-E-D-I-L-E. What is that? I don't know. It's a significant Roman magistrate. That's what it is, a significant Roman magistrate, and he hosted extravagant games in the Circus Maximus. The term circus comes from here, Circus Maximus, which gained popularity, but he was accumulating heavy debt. That's the thing, folks. You know, you want us all to put on shows, but it costs money. <laughs> so buy the tickets, and then we could put on the show. The shit costs money. <laughs> At age 37, he was elected Pontifex Maximus, the highest religious office in Rome, at 37 years old. My cat and I were at bananas in Asbergites. <laughs> <laughs> at age 41, he gained even more power. He was elected senior Roman consul. He's like the top dog right now. And he got the job with the help from his friends, um, one being very, very rich, Pompey and Marcus Licinius Crassus. Crassus, so Caesar, you got to, there's three guys to know in the Roman Empire. If you want to sound smarter to party or know something about, you got Caesar, Crassus, and Pompey. They formed an alliance known as the First Triumvirate. There's a really good documentary on Netflix about the Roman society, and they talk all about the First Triumvirate. And just Crassus, dude, he had one of the most gruesome deaths of all time. Did we talk about it at some point? Okay. Crassus had one of the most gruesome deaths of all time. He was like a real money-hungry, just sack of shit, piece of shit. And he invaded, they invaded some territory and that he lost. And the people of that territory took molten hot gold and poured it down his throat. Oh, shit. Yep, they had him open up and <laughs> poured it right down his throat. What did they, did they cut him open to get the gold back? No, they just let it sit there. That's how useless it actually is yeah, and how dude, worthless it is. It doesn't matter, dude. It's all about Bitcoin. <laughs> so the Alliance, this first triumvirate, these were the three people that they would help each other. There's a rule, there's threes. You know, that's the thing with the Roman, there's three, the threes in the Bible, threes in the Roman Empire. It's all about threes. The constitution prevented one person from becoming too powerful or having too much control. So they tried to have a checks and balance system like our founding fathers. These were Rome's founding fathers. First thing Caesar did was redistribute public land to the poor. Nice, thank you. In Rome and Pompey and Crassus, they did not like that because they're money hungry people. And they, but they, so they, they threatened Caesar 
Um, and, but the people voted in Caesar's favor. They they like Caesar. Um, and this threat, though, it exposed the alliance. Okay, so when when you when you start having the three of them not getting along, the Roman Senate was like, "Uh oh, what's do you guys not like each other? What's happening?" So they didn't like that these three men could be so powerful, and they were like, "We have to get these people out of here." And they were right because the triumvirate at very quickly was just controlling all of Rome. Caesar, Crassus, and Pompey were just controlling everything. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Well, let me tell you about Factor, okay? They're America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, and it can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Adjust your stride this autumn without missing a step. Ooh, choose from 35 plus weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never frozen meals that promote a healthy lifestyle and meet your meal preferences all ready to eat in two minutes. Level up with gourmet plus options prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. I like it. And right now you're gonna get a sweet discount for listening to this show. All you gotta do is go to factormeals.com slash Christeries50 and use the code Christeries50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash C-H-R-I-S-T-O-R-I-E-S-5-0 to get 50% off. That's code Christeries50 at factormeals.com slash Christeries50 to get 50% off. I love 50 cent. Dude, Prize picks, football season's back, and I got your number one daily fantasy sports platform. I'm telling you, prize picks. Did you know about prize picks, Mike? I just heard about it. It's awesome. Yeah, let me explain prize picks to you. So, first of all, daily fantasy sports, which I like to call DFS, <laughs> prize picks <laughs> is the one because it makes it interesting and it, it's, it's just you against the numbers. Like, you don't have to know every stat and fact and this and that. It's simple. It's instead of battling thousands of other players, which are a lot of them pros and sharks and bots, you just pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections, and that's it. You watch the winnings roll in. Here's an example. Like you got Saquon Barkley, if he was playing, you got, if he, are you going to pick, is he going to go for more than 60 yards? And is Patrick Mahomes going to go for more than two passing touchdowns? Boom. That's what you pick. Aaron Rodgers, are they going to go for more than three passing touchdowns and Travis Kelsey for more than 50 yards? Again, if Aaron Rodgers was playing, that's what you would do. So switch Aaron Rodgers, switch Aaron Rodgers for any other quarterback. Are they going to go for more than three passing touchdowns? And is Travis Kelsey going to go for more than 50 yards? You win. You pick more than, less than, and then bang, you win. With prize picks, reboot policy, your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. How great is that? Even if they get injured, it stays in play. For NFL games and CFB top 25 matchups, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with injury insurance. That's why we love them. Players and stat types you're selecting you highlight your winnings from prize picks and it's fun and it's simple and it's just like it it just makes watching the game more fun so right now go to prizepicks.com slash christeries use the code christeries for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com slash christeries use the code christeries for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy all right listen this is for mike <laughs> Okay, because he used to, he used to drink 
a lot. Now he doesn't anymore. He's sober. And it's not just because it's October. You're the first drink of the night, okay? You want your first drink of the night for a better tomorrow. I got, I have, I have help for you right now. This was engineered by a team of PhD microbiologists. Z-Biotics is a probiotic drink that breaks down the byproduct of alcohol, which is responsible for rough mornings after drinking. Z-Biotics is literally going to save your next day. For best results, you make Z-Biotics your first drink of the night. That's step one. Step two, drink responsibly. Pace yourself, hydrate, and get a good night's sleep. Step three, enjoy tomorrow. Wake up feeling refreshed and ready to take on that day. Go out there, play flag football, run around, do whatever it is you want because you're going to be feeling good, but you got to take the Z-Biotics. I'm telling you, for the for, I did it. I tried Z-Biotics. I did what I was told to do. I drank the bottle of Z-Biotics before I had any alcohol, and then I had a lot of alcohol that night, and the next day, I couldn't believe how good I felt. Like I genuinely, I, I felt amazing. I almost got the strength to walk out of the current life I'm in and, <laughs> and just, just, you know, go live. And, and, and Z-Biotics help get me there. It is a pre-alcohol probiotic. It's the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. It's this, but here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration. It's that byproduct that's to blame for your rough next day. Well, Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. Literally, this is so fascinating to Mike County. He's like, I should break my sobriety <laughs> and in, just dude. have alcohol just to have take these Z-Biotics. Just the take them anyway. Reason, this is the whole reason I stopped. I'm now back on. Dude, Z, literally, Z-Biotics is, it's awesome. So you got to just remember to drink Z-Biotics before you drink alcohol, drink responsibly, and get the best uh, sleep to feel your best tomorrow. And it's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it most. So right now, you guys will get a nice discount. All you have to do is go to zbiotics.com slash and use the code Christeries at checkout for 15% off. That's zbiotics.com slash Use the code Christeries at checkout for 15% off. You can also sign up for a subscription using my code so you can stay prepared no matter the time or occasion. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. Listen, Blue Chew, baby. We got Mike Cannon here. How how often are you getting rock hard? Uh, you know, it's it's less and less. So I have a solution for you, dude, because the one thing about you is you've told me, been friends for going on 15 years now, you're not a swallower, you're a spitter. That's right. So you can't really swallow pills. So I have the solution. Blue Chew tablets, chewable tablets, dude, a unique online service that delivers the active, same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but it's in chewable form and a fraction of the cost, dude. You can get hard again now. This is amazing. It's like Flintstones vitamins for my dick. Yes, exactly, <laughs> dude. 
Get it, dude. I'm, we're gonna get some here to the studio, and we're both gonna chew them and see who can get harder quicker. <laughs> we'll lift this table. Yeah. <laughs> no hands. And by the way, you can take them any time, day or night, so you can plan ahead, be ready. You could have taken them at Skankfest if you wanted to. It was up to you. The process is simple, dude. All you do is sign up at BlueChew.com, consult one of their many licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you get the prescription within days. The best part: it's all done online. No visits to the doctor office, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy, just boners delivered to your door. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA and they are shipped direct to your door in a discreet package, but there'll be nothing discreet about your package, baby. You're going to be rock hard for the post, man. <laughs> Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it, baby. And we've got a special deal for, deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free, free, free when you use our promo code Christeries at checkout. All you got to do is pay the $5 shipping. You got to do that. But it's, five, it's it literally a boner that costs five bucks. I mean, what are you complaining about? Bluechew.com. Promo code Christeries. Get your first month free. Just pay the $5 shipping. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Go use that promo code Christeries. Despite rising in fame, he was poor. Like What is he, me? Exactly. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like this guy's getting more money, getting very, very famous, but the money is not matching the fame. Okay? So that's what, that's what happens now. See, the thing is, back then, being famous meant something. Now, it's like everybody's famous. Famous com completely depleted. It, fame means nothing anymore. It does because everybody could just be famous. Everybody could go viral. It doesn't matter. So you see a lot of that now. But back then, if you were well-known, you were probably pretty wealthy. But he was still pretty poor. He owed a lot of people money. And he figured the best way to make money was by winning military campaigns. 9-11. Wow. What is he, early America? That Seriously. Is, he really figured that out. Yeah, exactly. So he's, war. listen, war makes money. The ongoing conflict in Israel, Palestine, Russia, Ukraine, anything in the United States, proxy war, it's all making Nash money. So that's what it is. War is a business like anything else. So he took, he went to the region of Gaul, which is right now covers big parts of Western Europe. It's like France and all that area. That's, that's where Gaul was. My gallbladder. The land was inhabited by Germanic tribes. Dude, Ger Germany, Germanic people have been wild fighting machines since the beginning of time. They were oh, yeah. absolute. If you watch the movie Gladiator, in the beginning of that movie, they're fighting a Germanic tribe, I think somewhere in Gaul, and they just literally roll some Roman messenger's head down a hill. And they're like, <laughs> fuck you, Russell Crowe. Um, so these Germanic tribes, they, they created, they could be a threat to Rome. So Caesar went in there with two legions, which is just thousands of soldiers and beat the shit out of them, just killed everybody because they were of a perceived threat. That's the thing with leaders in war. They're always like, oh, it's a perceived threat. And then boom, war. None of it's probably real. They're probably zero threat, but they're like, we gotta, Caesar's like, I gotta pay people back to make money. So I'm just going to kill my countrymen. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally post 9-11 weapons of mass destruction. That's shit. what it is. That is what it Bush is. owed bin Laden and the Snapple people money. <laughs> he didn't, and he didn't stop there. He kept going to win on more military campaigns. It's addicting, dude. It's like gambling. Would you have a gambling problem? Listen to the show. We got fucking promo codes for you. So he even invaded Britain. This guy invaded Britain. And that Mike Cannon liked that, that he invaded Britain because <laughs> Mike Cannon hates the British because he is an Irish as they come. That's right. He, like, he hates the British and fucking occupiers. <laughs> Listen, so he invaded Britain. He lost to Britain. He did lose to Britain. They just he came back to Rome. 
In the end, though, he did do well. He came back victorious overall. He defeated 300 tribes. He destroyed 800 cities. Good for you, Caesar. You're the man. And he became more powerful and respected, which, of course, the Senate didn't like. That's the thing. That's the thing is, like, even when you read, like, old, like, Stoic stuff, like, all the Stoics, the ancient wise people of Greece and Rome are all, like, they're telling you, like, not to be famous, not to be too powerful. You do not want attention on you. You think, like, I don't know if it's the movie industry or whatever, or like, we have glorified being famous and powerful. It's like, that's what you should want. But ancient wisdom says that's not what you want. No. You do not want that because then you have a target on your back. And unless there's come on it, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> Could you imagine I walked around with a target on my back and I just... It just fucking guys just started shooting ropes at it. <laughs> do you think there's a girl or a guy with a tattoo that's a target on their back? I kind of have one. You do? I have a Gaelic knot on my upper back, and it's only taken me to recently to realize that it is just a landing zone for yeah. a man's batch. Like, if you ever got arrested, that, that's just what would happen. Oh, yeah. central holding? I'm going to be laminated by the end of my stay. I love it. <laughs> The triad, the triumphant, we're falling apart. We got issues, okay? Crashes died. I told you they poured molten hot gold down his throat. And the alliance with Pompey is not that strong as Pompey's wife, who was Caesar's daughter, died in childbirth, okay? So she died in childbirth, and now this is a problem. The alliances through marriage, these are supposed to be the strongest thing, but if there's no marriage because my wife is dead, there's no alliance. So there's problems. <laughs> How unreal is it that she just dies giving birth and he's like, you gave me defective woman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. You got to you gotta fight through it. Hey, if I can get through a cardio session at 530 in the morning, you can give birth in BC. <laughs> okay. So, and then Pompey, what he does is he married one of Caesar's enemies. He married one of Caesar's enemies' daughters. And then that says goodbye to the first triumvirate. They said, no more, no alliance, F you, bye. So Pompey, what he did, he started, he stated to the head of the Senate, he demanded that Caesar disband his legions in Gaul, and he accused him of insubordination and treason. He, the tides have turned. He was like, I do not like you anymore. You're done. And then Caesar replied with, the die is cast. He has a very, you hear that saying all the time, the die is cast. That's Caesar saying that in response to Pompey, allegations to the Senate that Caesar is can't be trusted and he's insubordinate. Caesar says the die is cast and he came back to Italy ready to beat the shit out of Pompey. He was ready to go. He came out in his toga with his balls flapping around. <laughs> and said, the, the, the die is cast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, look, so there's a lot of war about to happen. There's a lot of bloodshed about to happen because, again, two men or three men are mad at each other, so a lot of people got to die. That's just what it is. That's still true to this day. It's how the world works. So this led to a series of events where Caesar and Pompey were fighting in Spain. They were fighting in Spain, fighting each other in the Battle of Diraachium and a Battle of Pharsalus in Greece. So they're fighting, and then Senate wanted Pompey to defeat Caesar as it was clear he was gaining too much control. So Caesar is just, you can't really stop Caesar. He's literally unstoppable. So Senate is starting to get nervous. and like, Pompey, can you just please kill this guy? And he's like, I'm trying, but the ghost of his dead daughter won't let me. <laughs> so Pompey fled to Egypt during these battles, okay? So this is where he goes, to Egypt. Caesar had shown interest in invading Egypt. He wants to invade it because, listen, there's a lot of, they, they have pyramids that control the weather. So hoping to prevent Caesar from invading Egypt, 
the child pharaoh, Ptolemy VIII, he killed Pompey, okay? He, on September 28, 48 BC, as soon as Caesar entered Egypt, Ptolemy gave Caesar Pompey's severed head to say, hey, stop, and I literally, you're a mortal enemy. Here's his dome piece, dude. Here's his head. And so then what happened was, is Caesar then finds himself, yesterday he's like, that's a big, you know, that's a nice thing to do for somebody. So I, I guess I got to back Ptolemy in this civil war against Cleopatra. So Cleopatra and Ptolemy are in this Egyptian civil war. And Caesar's like, well, I got to back Ptolemy. But the problem is, is Cleopatra's just a smoke show. Yeah, That's the issue is Cleopatra's just fucking so hot. So Caesar became Cleopatra's lover and actually partnered with her to overthrow Ptolemy and make her the rule of Egypt. So Ptolemy's coming here and giving people severed heads, but he's like, yeah, but you didn't tell me that the person you're fighting is the modern day Kim Kardashian. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah, she I got him the real severed head. Exactly, dude. <laughs> yes, the severed purple head. They had a long-term affair and they had a love child, Ptolemy uh, XV Caesar. I don't know Roman numerals. Known as Caesarian. Whoa. Look at that. That's see where Caesarian section comes from? Wow. So Caesar and Cleopatra's love child. That's where the Caesarian comes from. Because I'm I don't know if they actually had to cut the baby out of the stomach. Probably not. You probably you could not survive a C section back, back then. then. No. No. No, I could not. Okay, so now Caesar has got total power and he is the dictator in Rome. So he is the number one guy. It is he is the one stop. He's the Kim Jong Un of Rome. It's him, baby. He spent the next few years wiping out his enemies and what remained of Pompey's supporters in the Middle East, Africa, and Spain. He just starts killing everybody's just dying. It's like mafia wars. Then in 46 BC, he was made dictator of Rome for 10 years, outraging his political opponents and setting the stage for the eventual end of the Roman Republic. Caesar, he began making drastic reforms to help Rome lower and middle class, which infuriated the wealthy. But I mean, Caesar actually, wow. he's just trying to help the lower class. He's like trying to make things fair and the rich don't like that. He reformed tax. He increased the size of the Senate to represent more people. He reduced government debt. He supported military veterans. He granted Roman citizenship to people in Rome's far off territories. He made laws where certain people weren't allowed to buy luxury things. So it's like he was saying like, I'm trying to do good for you guys. Like, I'm trying to tax the rich. I'm trying to make it where we don't all spend our money foolishly. And, of course, the rich are like, well, we have to kill you for he that. Bernie Caesar. He, yes, <laughs> Bernie Caesar. Who knows? Caesar was a Jew. Julius Caesar, he created the Julian calendar, which is still in use today by certain people. Um, he wanted to align the Roman calendar with the solar year. He had animals fighting each other, like in, you know, like some... That was the show. Is he would just have tigers and bears come out and just kill each other. And that's what he paid for. That's a good show. Now it's crowd work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine a tiger just ripping Matt Reif's face off. <laughs> oh my God. I would I would, he'd still be hot. Um all right, here we go. Caesar declares himself dictator for life in 44 BC. Sorry, folks. Now I'm dictator for life. Little Vladimir Putin. Fearing he would become king, a group of senators conspired to end Caesar's life. They said, we got to kill this guy because he's literally, have, he's, he's nuts. So on the Ides of March, Ides meaning middle of the month, so March 15th, 44 BC, the senators led by Gaius Cassius Longius, Decimus Junius Brutus Albinus, and Marcus Junius Brutus, they stabbed Caesar 20 
three times in an homage to Michael Jordan, <laughs> ending both his reign and his la and his life as he fell to the floor, bleeding onto the Senate floor at the feet of a statue of Pompeii. Now, is that true? I don't know. They say it is, but it also seems like very poetic. and like so poetic. Like a movie. So it's like it could not have been. It could have just been like they stabbed him once in the ankle and he bled out because they hit the right fucking artery. You know, like he just got <laughs> stabbed in the calf like a just and he died. So Caesar got assassinated at age 55, which is that good for you for living to 55 yeah. back then. Uh, it made him a martyr and it incited a cycle of civil wars resulting in the downfall of the Roman Republic and the rise to power of his grandnephew and heir, Gaius Octavius, a.k.a. Octavian, later known as Augustus Caesar, to, the, to become the emperor of the Roman Empire. So in closing, Caesar was... A legend. He was literally a certifiable legend, but he let the ego get to him, which again, beware the ego. Pride becomes for the fall. You do not listen to the ancient forefathers. You do not want to be that famous. That's why I'm happy I'm not selling as many tickets. <laughs> but ego got to him and he had to be put down for getting too drunk with power. He had to put the kid down. And then after this, this is how powerful Caesar was. It was literally like, it would be like if somebody was named like John President and then everyone else after him was called President whatever. That's how powerful and dope Caesar was. Everybody after Caesar was just called Caesar whatever because of how powerful he was. So Julius Caesar, literally, when you became the emperor of Rome, you were the Caesar because in, in respect to Julius Caesar, all hail, all hail Caesar. All hail Caesar. That's the only time you could say hail and it's fine. Yesterday was history. Hey, thanks for watching Chris Reeves. If you like this, share it with a friend, leave a comment below, subscribe to this channel, give it a like. That all helps us so much. We appreciate it. Remember, yesterday was history.